What is up, fine folks? Welcome back. I believe this is episode six. Yes. Of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. We had to do a brief restart. We we're having some technical issues. <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to run it back a little bit, but so we're here now. We were flustered anyway to begin with. We That's restarted. True. We missed some stuff. There, Let's kick off right back. No, we got the good stuff. We got the Colorado the Rockies back stuff. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not the good stuff, which will play into a little bit of something we're going to discuss later. Oh, okay. all right. I don't know what today's big topic is. Yeah, by I've the been way. keeping it a secret from Tanner to spring yeah. it on him. I think it's just a fun, playful little discussion. To okay. Have. Oh, all right. All right. But to begin the fun, little, playful discussion. We're gonna have. Yeah. What have you been playing recently, Mr. Tanner? Uh, no, Mr. Tanner, it's <laughs> official. So I've been playing a lot of Cook Serve Delicious Three, mm-hmm. um, which I think I mentioned on last week's podcast. But uh, that has been my just die hard. Gonna listen to a podcast. Gonna watch a game of basketball or gonna watch a, ba- a game of baseball. Surprisingly, uh-huh. uh, just you know, put something on the other monitor. Let me play some Cook Serve Delicious. I am now. So there are different stops. If you don't know what Cook Serve Delicious is, I guess I should explain these games. Um, they are cooking games where you get orders in and you have to prepare them uh, order by order as you get them in. In this game, you're in a food truck, you're traveling across the nation, and uh, you have sort of two different types of orders. You have your your prep station orders, which are like things you could make in bulk, right? Mm. And then you have your uh, your holding station orders, which are more like individualized things. And so you try to, in between stops, as you're driving from stop to stop, you try to, like, make as much of the prep station stuff as you can to prepare for the incoming thing. It's a really fun, like, almost like a, it feels like a rhythm game to Mm -hmm. me almost now. Um, Really enjoying that. And then I've also played just a little bit of, per your recommendation last week, of Injustice 2, uh, which has been really fun. I'm not very far in it at all, but... I saw, so Mortal Kombat 11 is on sale on the I spring sale. I almost bought it. I so almost did. I had that itch seeing it. Yes. And of course, the Mortal Kombat the mo- movie, the just, movie came that just came out. Um, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to spend $30 on this. I'm just going to go play Injustice mm-hmm. 2, which is on PlayStation now, and uh, scratch that itch that way. So that's really what I've been playing. Not too much yeah. of a development either way. And in addition to my usual Rocket League, of which <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been playing Rocket continue League, to ascend the ranks slowly as ever, um, <laughs> I've added... MLB the show 2021 to my list and nice. it's been enjoyable. I just played like a, maybe like an hour and a half to two hours of it this morning. That's the first time I started it. Okay. Jumped into road to the show, which I guess is like their sort of story mode. Yeah. Where like you create your character and you play, uh, definitely pick the Chicago Cubs as my team. Gotcha. You're started, a Chicago guy. I've just grown You've up with a bit of an attachment Chicago to Chicago. Yeah. Um, they placed me in double a to start with, with the, uh, Tennessee Smokies, I believe, oh, is the, nice. the minor league team. I wonder if they play on, like, Gatlinburg. I don't know. I was playing against, I don't remember where they were from, but the mascot was the Biscuits. Nice. Uh, I've seen their logo before. Uh, got destroyed by the Biscuits in the first <laughs> game. And, I mean, Biscuits destroy me on a semi-regular basis in my regular life. Um, but What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know, they get your stomach a rumbling, you know. A lot, of, car- a a lot of carbs. <laughs> When you eat like more than like two, yeah, okay, two, fair, two fair. biscuits is my limit. You know what? I hadn't had a biscuit in <laughs> <laughs> just a reaction to me saying that. Yeah, I, this is a much better start to the podcast. Anyway, uh, I hadn't had a biscuit until our little uh, little, little escape. escapade. Yeah, and uh, that was the last time I've had I've had a biscuit. Have you ever had like a straight up homemade biscuit? I don't think I've had like a homemade biscuit. No, normally it's like Maybe a biscuit like, mix yeah. kind of thing. I Which, think the Pillsbury biscuits you just get no, out of a can. So can't good. Beat them. Yeah, so, so good. good. I mean, I'm sure you can beat them, but for what they're worth, they're really yeah. good. 
Anyway, <laughs> to push past the discussion of breakfast pastries. Oh, yeah, we're drinking. Did we say we're drinking Coors Light? I alluded to the. Oh, yeah, you, know, you said the good the, stuff. The good <laughs> stuff from <laughs> the Rocky sorry, Mountains. I was, I was laughing so much at the good stuff that I forgot you said it. I didn't do I got to do my Sam Elliott personation again. Oh, yeah, that's because true. Because we said, we concluded that he did not do the Coors Light commercials. Right. Those he, are just the frozen trains barreling down on the beach <laughs> and running over teenagers. Do you remember the Coors Light commercial that was just people all over the world? Yes, yeah, that's the one I read. Go ahead. Yeah. And the train comes train out of the barreling. tunnel. Yeah. Like, everybody's just like, everybody's like, Insta frostbite. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then Sam Elliott, the, the Coors the Banquet beer commercial is yeah. just beauty shots of like a river in Colorado. And he's just like, yeah. Coors the Banquet beer. Like, that's it. That's a, that's a good Sam Elliott. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, now let's get on to some news. Ram. So, Tanner, Sony has backed off. We touched on this. The PS3 and Vita stores live on. Hooray! 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 Power to the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Democracy at work. Exactly. Uh, this is a good thing for, like, we touched on game preservation and that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, like I also said, the PSP store, rightfully still dead. Yeah. Your take? On all this, uh, it's it's a good thing. I think we mentioned it's kind of funny that, hey, shot kind of funny, uh, but it's kind of funny that we mentioned all this stuff a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even last week. No, it was a couple of weeks ago, and sort of talked about what all this would do negatively, and now we can just kind of go like and yep, reverse exactly. it, and okay. everything's fine again. Um, I did mention briefly, and we won't say we mentioned stuff a lot because we didn't get very far. But no, uh, when we were when we first started the recording, um. It'll be interesting to see if they do eventually kill the PS3 store and the Vita store when they do it. And if they do it in more of a soft capacity of Mm -hmm. like, you know, indies stop on this date or, you know, first party stop on this date, third party stop on this date, whatever. Because I think the I think one of the reasons it had so much like lashing out from the community, so much backlash is sort of the hard date of it, yeah. right? It was like, it's like the Mario things that we talked about too, where it's just like, oh yeah, July, it's over. Goodbye. <laughs> and so I think that was part of the panic. I I think they will eventually close those stores, but I think it's still a little bit too soon. Yeah, and I don't really, it's like, I don't think there was a huge panic per se. Like no one was really like no. itching to buy. Vita's a little different. Like mm-hmm. a, Vita relatively new hardware compared to the PS3 at least. Yeah. Uh, so there are people who are still diehard Vita fans. You're still, you know, I don't, I don't remember. I don't the last want to call time. you a diehard Vita no, fan, but you are a Vita a, fan much more than I. I'm a Vita appreciator. There you go. A Vita appreciator. <laughs> and you know that is a much more understandable argument. Like this store should live on. The PS3 should be sunlighted, sunsetted, sometime in the near-ish future. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but for now, get your games in while you can. Enjoy it. Get your head Life in the game. Life is short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The life of video games consoles is much shorter than your life. That's you got plenty true. of time. Yeah, you have a you have a few more consoles in you for sure, dear listener. <laughs> Assuming they keep making consoles, which that's true. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. The second story. It's <laughs> a much better start to the podcast. So the developers of Celeste, a game that is immensely beloved by one of the people in this room, me, you, and potentially on the to play list of me. Yeah. Uh, they've announced their next game titled Earthblade. Uh, and it has been described as a 2D exploration game yeah. in big, fat quotation marks. Mm. And this gets you excited. Yes. Definitely. Uh, so I think, because what is the name of the studio now? Extremely OK Games. Great name. 
Uh, I'm I, sure you would describe Celeste as more than extremely okay. Sure, but I like uh, I like the sort of setting the bar low so you can surpass <laughs> it. It's a smart marketing thing. Uh, I think they were called they were called games by I want to say Matt at mm. first because it was just like three people and right. there was like one lead lead developer. So it's cool to see them change their name into that. Um, I don't know how I feel about the title of Earthblade. Not it a seems great very name. generic. It seems very video gamey in a way that celeste isn't yeah um but yeah i am someone who has sung the praises of celeste a lot uh i don't remember exactly where i put it in my games of the decade list but it was definitely top 20 mm. um i i adore that game and i think as far as you know sometimes with with movies or with games or, or records or whatever a lot of times i assess them as far as giving them a grade on how well they execute what they're going for yeah not necessarily like is yeah. this the best game of you know but as far as celeste goes it is about as well executed as it ever was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that game is is just immaculately made. The soundtrack, people have sung the praises of a lot. Uh, Lena, uh, I'm forgetting her last name, but um, like the the composer who made the soundtrack is right. incredible. I hope they they bring her back for the next game. And uh, yeah, Celeste is. I, I I know a lot of people sing the praises of Celeste, so I'm not not doing anything but preaching to the choir on that part. Yeah, and I've got to you know I'm always looking to branch out genre wise into yeah. you know the genres that I don't touch on a lot which is pretty much like 3D open world action. That's my that's my go-to for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and platformers have always been hit or miss for me, but Celeste is definitely on my watch list. Yeah. Uh, and I'll probably pick it up sooner rather than later and give it a shot. And I'll get back to you with what I think about it. Nice. On to the next story. So John Garvin, I was looking up the guy. I didn't have the guy's name earlier. Okay. This is the director of Days Gone. Okay. We have a direct quote from him that I find very interesting and rife for discussion. Okay. So in the wake of all of the No Days Gone 2 Last of Us remake talks that have happened in recent weeks. Which we touched on in last week's episode. John Garvin said, in reference to Days Gone, if you love a game, buy it at full fucking price. Was the fucking in there? Yes. Oh. He said that. Interesting. It was bleeped out by every you know reputable news source. Yeah, but, but I got we'll, we'll to give you the truth. I'm the, I'm the real journalist here. <laughs> So I'm coming to you with the we, truth. We believe in real games journalism. Exactly. We don't bleep shit. So, <laughs> so what do you think? What do you make of this quote? First of all, really weird thing to say. Like, if you love a game already, yeah, you should buy it, at, buy full it at full price. price. How, do, how do you know you love a game? Yeah, it's, but, <laughs> that's very true. But uh, beyond that, I think, I think this is just kind of sour grapes. To be honest, I agree. Um, that's a good way to put it. I because Eric Jensen, the head of the studio, came out pretty much in the immediate wake of this and basically was like, thank you to everyone who played days gone. We yeah. really appreciate <laughs> we you. We love like, anyone who played it no matter the price. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I did see a little bit of this on Twitter, but um, yeah, it's a weird quote. I, I think there is a whole secondary market for games for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sort of the, the steam era once digital games became a big thing of heavily discounted games. And then days gone is a game that was free <laughs> on PlayStation plus. So it's kind of a weird I, I don't know if it was just... Yeah, it's like, John Garvin, if you love your game so much, tell Sony not to make it free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder if, because this was in the wake of No Days Gone 2, mm. this must have just been him going, well, the sales weren't there. Why weren't the sales there? So many people bought it on a discount or got it for free. That's why we can't bring Sony this amazing number, right? And then say, this is, you know, people love this game, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I understand that that may have been the sort of immediate sort of like, well, if y'all had bought it at full price, we would yeah. have been able to make a second game. I get that, but it just reads really weird. It does. Um, and it seems very 
it's it's a very privileged take as well. Mm, like yeah, I know definitely. I know a lot of people who and you know like I now at this point. Unless it's a game I'm just dying to get my hands on, I will wait for a sale or yeah, at least I, wait for the $40 deduction, you know. Yeah, I get bamboozled from time to time. Cough, cough, Avengers, cough. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I rarely go the full $60, $70 in anymore. Right. Um, um, so I, I think, I don't know, it seems very like an outdated take almost. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, how are you supposed to know you love a game until you buy it? I think if you're, if you're trying to put it into context, I think what he probably meant was to like, hey... If you love this game, evangelize for other people to go buy it at full right, price. Right. Which I mean, sure, that's a yeah. fine thing to say, but don't begrudge your consumers for saying, you know, I'm not really into your game. I'm not gonna pay your full sixty dollars. Or for even it. like that game looks good, but right now I can't yeah. I can't There's swing a, myriad, a seventy dollars out of yeah, nothing. Myriad reasons for you not to buy a game at full price. Right. So which we discussed last week a little bit. Like I in my hot take about expensive games, like just because I think I would pay $100 for a game doesn't mean I don't blame you if you would would say I'd take the same game, but I'd only pay 20 for it. Like, right, exactly. You know, to each his own. To the next story. Yeah. I don't really care about this, but I think you, I thought you might have a take. Okay. Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan yes. has left Blizzard. So this is, <laughs> this is weird because I would say of the sort of, you know, head of studio leaves studio. Mm-hmm. I think Reggie leaving Nintendo is the one that sticks out to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. This, for some people, might be number two. Really? Jeff Kaplan was really involved with Overwatch. People called him Daddy Jeff. It was a whole thing. Um, because when Overwatch was coming out, uh, and, and you know, he was a big, he was sort of the face of Overwatch, uh, they would do, and I think even as, like, BlizzCon's, you know, they add characters to that game, whatever, he would be the one to announce the new character. Mm-hmm. So he was very face forward. He was very in front of the community. Um, kind of a, seems like maybe a shyer guy, but was, you know, accepting of his role to do this. So right. that was kind of a fun dynamic. Um, you know, very memed on the internet because it's a PC game and people are going to meme that kind of stuff. So I think this is an interesting thing. Uh, I know, I know some people were speculating, like, is he just cashing in? what has to be a huge percentage of blizzard that he has, you know, while the money's high and just getting out, which yeah. not going to begrudge anyone for doing no. that. Obviously not working is a better solution than working. Um, or maybe he's trying to start his own thing or, you know, you never know what could cause a person to leave. But yeah. I think this is indicative of, and maybe it's not, maybe it is just him deciding to retire or whatever, but blizzard has seemed even more, at least from the outside looking in even colder than usual. Uh, yeah, <laughs> did not mean that, but there we go. Cold as the Rockies. Hey, whores. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I said whores. Whores. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think it's indicative of of Blizzard. They seem, at least to me, as going more corporate than they ever have mm. with Overwatch 2's announcement and how like stilted that was, <laughs> um, and just like the oh we're remastering Diablo. But by the way, RIP Vicarious Visions, we yeah. got to get them to do Diablo. And it's just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm becoming, as much as I enjoyed Overwatch for a long time, I'm becoming less and less of a fan of Blizzard as time goes on. And this is just another yeah. part of that. Which that's justifiable. I'm really curious if I'm going to be sold on Overwatch 2. Because mm. there was a period of time where I really dug Overwatch and played, honestly, I don't even remember the leveling system of Overwatch or how anything really worked. Yeah. But I was like, a lot of loot boxes. I played this for a while and had fun with it. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed a, it a lot. I was a Hanzo fella. I know that's, mm. isn't that like not well received? 
Hanzo's, Genji is the one that people think is toxic. Genji's the metal guy yes, with the sword. The Hanzo's the bow guy. Yeah. I'm a bow man. Hanzo is, I think, decently respected. Genji's okay. the one where, like, you're toxic if you play Genji Why? kind of thing. Like, what about him? It's just one of those, like, it seems to, at least at some levels, the people who play Genji are very, like, diehard about Genji and mm. won't play anything else. And oh, a lot okay. of things in Overwatch is, like, being Balanced. sort of amicable, yeah, and and knowing when to switch positions and stuff, and a lot of Genji mains are just Genji mains, and that's all they ever play. Yeah. Um, but that's just like an Which inner I guess meta. I thing. never got into like the granular, like the um, meta balancing the team to yeah. have the me- you know best combination of characters and stuff. I was always just like, I would go a little like, oh, I could be more offensive or a little less. But I was never the one thing I never ventured into was like healing and that mm. sort of thing. Dude, Zenyatta, Zenyatta my boy Zenny, uh, the angel, Mercy, chick, Mercy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, not my thing. I, I mean, I was, I mean, I have, you can't see him right now because they're behind me, but I have Overwatch Pop Funko. Like, I I really was into Overwatch for, at the same time I was really into PUBG, which seems like an era so unlike me now, looking yeah. back. Uh, but for about a year, those were the, uh, basically the only two games I was playing outside of, like, single-player stuff. And uh, I, you know, I was super into it, but I think looking back on it now, I'm more negative on it and would need a lot to be sold on Overwatch 2, I think. I agree. On to the next one. Yeah. This is a potentially very hype story. Okay. But potentially just a little hype. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Did not expect you to go baby voice. Asper Media. You familiar at all with Asper Media? No. They've worked on a few like remasters of particularly Star Wars games. Oh. And it was announced that apparently right. they are working on a full remake. Maybe. That's what we're going to quibble about the details. yeah. Of Knights of the Old Republic. Hmm. Lots of people real excited about this. Yes. However, there has been speculation, notably by Jason Schreier as well, that this is less of a full remake and more of just like a remaster situation. Gotcha. Um, which, you know, would be significantly less exciting if it's just sure. more of like an up-res reskin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If it's a full remake, I'm very... I never played Knights of the Old Republic, but Nor I've heard... I. It's one of those like... Maybe one of the most requested remakes of yeah. all time. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So I would be incredibly interested if it is a full-on remake. Would you be that interested? Yeah, I think so. I mean, KOTOR is one of those games that it's a lot of people, a lot of people will mention it as one of their favorite games of all time, uh, especially when people are discussing, like, movie tie-in games or things yeah. like that. KOTOR always comes up. And I, I've seen gameplay of it. I've seen some streamer friends play it. And it looks like it has a lot of the bones of a really good game. I think now, obviously, it looks a little dated. Um, and it has, at least, from I've seen mostly people playing on PC, because I think that's the only place you can play it right now. Uh, that's like a modern thing. And it has some, like, early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s, like, PC-ishness oh, yeah. to it, which yeah, yeah. is a little off-putting now. Um So I, I would love a full-on, like, you know, Demon Souls scale remake yeah. of that game. Uh but even if it is just like a remastered port, that might be enough for me to be like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Mm. Um, but obviously, the full-on remake is the better of the two worlds. Yeah. The further I get away from just Star Wars as a franchise, the more disenchanted with it I have become. Oh, yeah, same. You know? 100%. Like, when the uh, sequel trilogy was coming out, like when Force Awakens came out, yeah, I had never been a bigger Star Wars fan than like the day before Force Awakens came out. Right, yeah. And Force Awakens was really fun. Yeah, it was. We went and see it in theaters. Like, that was a great yeah. experience. Did we see all three of the trilogy together? I think so. And then Rogue One I know we, we saw, saw Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, in I, the uh, Rogue One. I think we watched... I didn't see, We didn't see Solo. I no, still have never watched Solo. I've not seen Solo either. Um, <laughs> but of the Star Wars movies we've seen, we've always seen together, which yeah. is cool. Which, like... 
there's a lot you can say about yeah. the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it has its pros and cons for sure, without a doubt. Uh, and I really think that the rise of Skywalker really turned me off in a lot mm. of ways. Like, just the lack of reverence I felt like some of the creators held towards certain aspects of the franchise, like really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and it's weird to see how different hands treat this franchise because it's yes. been in so many different hands. Yeah. Um, like Jedi Fallen Order was great. Yes. And not amazing, but really, really good. I'll be excited for the sequel because there's definitely going to be a sequel. No, without a doubt, yeah. Um, but it's just like, it takes a lot anymore to get me, like, I need something fresh from yes. this, you know, incredibly deep, rich franchise that I need something that is disconnected and different. So maybe Knights of the Old Republic could be something I'd be interested in, but I don't know. I'll yeah, have to wait and see. That's fair. I, uh... I kind of feel that way, especially with like the Mandalorian. Yeah, that was the that was the point for me where I realized like, okay, if it's Star Wars, I don't have to watch it. Yeah, like I don't I don't have to invest my time in this. And you know, I think with with if you read it really cynically, like the sort of, for lack of a better term here, sort of whoring out of some of these franchises where, um, just the the pure Which maybe none has been done more so than Star <laughs> right, Wars. Just the pure. We know this is going to make money, so we're going to keep making projects for it. I think I'm old enough now to see that as opposed to being a kid or even being like younger and just being like, oh, shit, there's a new Star Wars. Because there was a long period of time where we didn't have any new Star Wars. But now we're kind of at a glut situation where there's always going to be new Star Wars. And I yeah, there hasn't been unlike Marvel movies, which have been quality enough for me to trust them moving forward. And a little more scarce in terms of like there's not a ton of Marvel properties just coming at you from every angle sure yeah you know um they're a little bit more selective than star wars which is just like we're gonna make everything yeah uh there's not been the same level of quality throughout that i still get excited for star wars yeah like people are hyped for this show on disney plus called the bad batch which is about (laughs) this like ragtag band of clones i'm like yeah who cares (laughs) um which that's the animated series right yes it's the clone wars follow-up yeah i'm like they're, they are going to oversaturate this to death. Yes. Even if, I mean, they kind of already have. But, yeah. You know, we'll see where. Screw Star Wars. They should remake Mass Effect and reskin it as Star Trek, by the way. That's a million dollar idea. <laughs> then we would be Mass super Effect, in- terrible. Star Trek, Mass Effect would be great. <laughs> you may be the only person that has that Maybe. exact take, but Maybe. I like it. Anyway, on to the next story. Another recanting of a story that we talked about not too long ago. Mm. Uh, Discord no longer in sales talks with Microsoft. Interesting. Falling apart again. This is very, you know, away from my sphere. Yes. But, you know, good for Discord? Yeah, good for Discord. I think, look, I think that Microsoft and Sony right now, um, are we going to talk about the MoviePass thing? Is this part of your. I didn't, I didn't have it. I saw it because it's still just a rumor. Yes. It has been, it is being tested in one place. Yeah. But. So, uh, I think so quickly. Go ahead. MoviePass has been a thing that's leaked for PlayStation plus um, it's being tested. We don't know if it's going to be an actual thing or not, but it's, it's possible that it could be like a plus library for movies on your PlayStation console. Um, they're still testing the waters on that, but I think Microsoft and Sony, I just bring up that to say they're both in the, in the game of gobbling up stuff Definitely. and giving it to your services. So I think for Microsoft, the, the, sort of money move there is to give your customers discord nitro. They've done this in the past with game pass. They did that on black Friday. I think the last two years they've done that where you get like six months of discord nitro, which is their premium service. Um, I think for, I think discord 
is pretty confident in itself. Um, as they should be because of the utility of the service. Yes. Uh, and like as someone who has worked from home, you know, this entire sort of quarantine, I've used Discord more than Slack or more than uh, Zoom or anything like that. Like Discord, which it's part of the nature of who I work with. But yeah, um, See, I got stuck with Zoom. Yeah. Which Zoom is fun. Zoom isn't great. No. I used Zoom for the first time last week and I was like, oh, there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot of clunkiness here uh, that Discord which to their credit has sort of smoothed out already. Um, you know, we talked about what Microsoft might see in them money wise, but I wonder if either the figure wasn't big enough for discord to give up their independence or if Microsoft just maybe backed off on cost value analysis, who knows, but. And then um, Microsoft already has like teams and like sort of the software to already. Sure. Accomplish similar functions to discord. But, yeah. You know. But yeah, good for discord. I'm glad they're staying independent. I mean, if they keep working with Microsoft, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yay Discord. Yeah, hooray. <laughs> All right, next story. PlayStation has officially announced basically nothing, but... <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the press release It is a new AAA said. multiplayer game from Firewalk Studios. A lot of whom, uh, a lot of the people from Firewalk Studios, former Destiny developers. Yes. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't We don't know. know much else beyond this. Right. Um, but... I love Destiny. Yeah. Uh, loved, you know, in spite of it, loved Destiny 1. Really loved <laughs> Destiny 2. Have recently got into Destiny 2 for quite a while. Got way back into it. And I'm sort of waiting for the next big expansion to jump back in once again. Yeah. Um, But as someone, and we're going to talk a little bit about podcast games here in the next story. Okay. Uh, but Des there is 100% no better podcast game than both of the Destinies. Like, they're incredible yes. for that. And that's... Sort of what I'm craving a lot more in my older years that I've reached. Same here, uh, yeah. So, are you semi-excited, lukewarm? Would you uh, like a PlayStation-exclusive Destiny-style game? Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I am I am down for more games and more studios yeah. and more stuff getting greenlit. Like, if it's good. Yeah, exactly. You know? we'll, we'll, we'll hold off and see. But, I mean, I think Bungie has enough of a track record where it's like, Oh, these developer. A lot of these developers are from Bungie. I go. Oh, all right. Yeah. They've made stuff I like, yeah. so might as well. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like the name Firewalk too for a studio. It's it cool. It's pretty cool. Makes you think of Firewatch. It does. Yeah, it's pretty nail Which on is that. Interesting game. Which good. Firewalk with me is a Twin Peaks thing. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Firewalk but, with me. Yeah, that's like a thing. I think it's a subtitle. I think it's Twin Peaks colon Firewalk with me. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm curious. But never yeah. watched Twin Peaks. I haven't either, but it's one of those things that I've been told I would really like. Isn't Twin Peaks one of the, like... It is Twin Peaks, colon, Firewalk With Me. It's a movie. Is that like a teenage drama crime like, Yes, kind of thing? but it's David Lynch, so it's very weird. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but to your point of Firewatch, man, that game had potential. I yeah. wish it was just slightly better than it was. I wish it was trying not to be as... I don't know what word I'm looking for. The story got weird. Yes. And a little overly ambitious. Yes. If it was just a very straightforward narrative between, like, this one fire watcher talking long distance to another. Yes. And then that sort of never gets resolved. Like, that would have been really cool. Like, yeah. And it was super emotional, like, certain parts of that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then they're, like, weird. Like, oh, there's, like, a conspiracy theory and, yeah, like, weird that, stuff that going so on. Yeah, so strange. I think the best moment of Firewatch or the best sequence of Firewatch is the first, like, hour or whatever. That is really where awesome. you're going after those, like, teen kids who have been, like, partying in the yeah. forest or whatever. I think it's the beginning and the end. Like, the beginning being yeah. you go after the kids. The end being you're trying to get to the other fire watcher. Right, who you've been talking to the entire time. Yeah. Um, oh, and the, that game, I always forget, that game has, like, a text-only opening. 
where it's telling you about like your previous life before you took the job. Do you remember this? Vaguely. It's where been it's, a like, while. You pick, did you have a dog or a cat? Oh, with, like, your former partner. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like telling you the story of that. I forget about that, but that's a cool thing. Make like another that. one. Just yeah. a little better. What is happening with, because Campo Santo, the developer got bought by valve. Really? Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. And they were working on that game that was like going through like tombs and stuff. Do you remember this? I don't. This got this previewed is... somewhere. Uh, I'm going to look it up. But... This is not going through tombs makes me think of that PS5 demo where the chick ends up like flying down. Yeah, like super... not that. Not that. Uh, <laughs> in the Valley of the Gods. In the Valley of the Gods. Or in the Valley of Gods. Sorry. That rings a bell. Um, It got previewed at, I want to say an E3. Possibly. I don't remember where it got shown, but. Um, apparently it's on hold, at least according to a Polygon story from 2019, which makes me sad because that game looked cool. On hold for 2019, because when you first said on hold, I was like, oh yeah, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But from 2019, that's... December 3rd is when that article was from. This is what it looked like. It was like, I mean, it looks like Firewatch, but in Egypt. Oh, I've, oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. So I, I, I want, I want that game to happen because I like sure. that studio. Come back, Campo Santo. Yeah, we miss Bring you. Bring back, Valve. Great logo done by Ollie Moss. Great PS4 theme. Yes. Like Also done by Ollie Moss. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Moss is one of my favorite designers. And anyway, the final news story, which is not much of a news story, but uh, early impression embargo is up for Returnal. Yes. Everyone's talking Returnal. Yeah. From everything that you've seen from impressions, from brief slices of gameplay. Yeah. Where are you at on this game? So you mentioned podcast games. Yeah. The blessing out of Yoye Jr. from kind of funny quote yes. uh, is saying this is like one of like a perfect podcast game. Yeah. Which immediately I sent to you because immediately I knew that would entice both of us. Yes. That would uh, perk both of our ears up very much. Uh, yeah. I think it looks good. I d- I'm kind of surprised it's a $70 game or a $60 game, whatever price point is at. Um, maybe just cause I'm used to housemark being, you know, sort of your indie titles. And yeah. this does look like a much larger scale. Um, I, I admittedly haven't seen a lot of impressions outside of that. Everything has been pretty universally positive. Okay. I've seen like, it's really good, but that's, that's all I've seen. And just vaguely, um, I, I'm into it. I love the idea of like an actual, like really built out third person. It's third person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, roguelite. Like it is, it is sort of randomly generated, right? It is. And that, that aspect of it, I don't think we've seen a game. I know there's that game on PC that is the Necropolis, I think is the name of it, which is also a third, like a third person uh, roguelite, but not nearly to the scale visually of this. Right. So I'm, I, I'm really intrigued by it. I'm honestly much more sold on it now, mm. just in like the last week than I was before. Mm. When it was first announced, I was kind of like, okay, this looks cool. And they're giving Housemark a little more little longer leash to make something bigger. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm like, you know, cool, good for them. They're going to keep growing. Sure. But then I'm seeing the impressions of this game. Talk about it being like a great, like, the roguelike podcast game aspects of it where you can just dive into these, you know, randomly generated, like, corridors of enemies. Yeah. It sounds really cool. But the comps that I'm hearing for this game sound so cool. Okay. Which are? Like, people saying, like, it's like control okay. meets like the aesthetic of like the alien franchise. Okay. But then I'm seeing this gameplay that it looks like a third person, like Resogun, where there are like tons of projectiles coming at you and you're doing dashes and dodges and it's yeah. a good third person shooter. Like I'm like, this looks and it's starting to sound really cool. Yeah. You're starting to sell me on it day um, one. Like I saw a few, there's like, just search like return on Twitter and go over to the videos and just see some of the slices of it. Yeah. Cause it has also to like a 
soulsiness where like there's this boss that is like shooting like a quadrillion like fire orbs at you that are like in patterns that are moving slowly so you're like dodging gotcha. through patterns to shoot them like it looks really cool I like cool. the idea of this more and more um, so when's yeah, the release date? the 30th of April I believe oh, okay. so, so it's later this week it'll be before we record the next one yeah so I'm I don't want to say I'm definitely going to buy it but I'm almost definitely going to buy it. I mean, it's especially because like the government gave me that sweet stimmy. Finally got my stimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay finally got a stimmy. Uh, so I'm like, hey, if it's on the government's dime, might have to do it. Gonna spend some time exactly. on the government's dime. No, it sounds like an amazing stream game because yeah, I mean, Hades was one of my favorite stream games. Hades last has been year. another comp of it, right? A hundred, like what, seen that a lot. What you're saying sounds a lot like just like a 3D Hades, and um, especially with like the the boss patterns and stuff. So. That sounds like an amazing stream game. I've been itching for something new, having been playing Twilight Princess and having mixed opinions on that game. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll maybe I will buy it day yeah. one. Having t- we talked about numbered scores last week. If it comes out, what is the number score that it has to be like north of for you to be like, yeah, I'm in. I think for me, it's like either five. That's kind of what I was thinking. If it's like north of that, I'm definitely yeah. Good. If it's like an eighty, I might be like, I'll wait a couple, you yeah. know, a couple months or something yeah. and buy it on sale, as we talked about earlier. All right, so that's all the news. Jay, it's time for our new segment. It's called "Crazy Shit I Found on Reset." Hey, no, wait, whoa, whoa, hey, I just got to back up for a second. Yeah, is that fat lip? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it fat lip? I don't know. I just wanted something to <laughs> okay. something to sing. Very inspired by a uh, Munch Squad on my Bim Bam. <laughs> they do. Uh, <laughs> they do. I want to munch squad and it's all about uh, food press releases. So I just picked a random song. Uh, So yeah, this is crazy shit. I found on reset era. Uh, Shout out to my buddy Straub who sent me this, who is, he apparently is on Reset Era a lot, and once he heard this segment was happening, he's like, "Oh, I'll keep you. I'm diving I'll deep. keep you supplied." I love it. Uh, so this this is from a post. The post itself is funny, but a couple of the responses are really funny. So the post uh, by user discontent from a couple days ago. At 7.18 p.m., much better than the 8.11 a.m. we saw last week, the post, and the grammar's kind of messed up, so yeah. I'll, I'll try to be clear, be clear here. Name a game that has a high meta score, then name a similar game that you think is better, but has a score that is at least 10 less than the first game. That's a very specific criteria, <laughs> but I'm curious. It is. So in their first post, it doesn't have to be that you dislike the first higher rated game, just simply that you think the second game... The second lower rated game is better. It actually says just simply that you like the second. Oh, that you like it better. Sorry. And remember, it has to be a similar game. Exclamation point. So their comparison is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has a score of 92. But this bad boy has a score of 82. But I definitely think it's an overall stronger game. And pictured is Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Okay. <laughs> so that is their, that is the sort of baseline. This is, I don't even, I'm not even familiar with Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. It's the, have, have you seen some of the Sonic Racing games? No, you, not really. Okay, so. <laughs> to me, Sonic is just always racing. <laughs> That's fair, but they, it's like a kart racer. But yeah. the, 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 the like gimmick with those games is, or at least with that game, is that you go from like, it's like the GTA races. You go from like a car to a boat to a bike or oh, whatever. Okay. So that's the, okay. that's the idea of it. Um, not that crazy of a take, I don't guess, because it's 82 and 92, but Mario Kart is better. Yeah. This post, Straub and I both assume is trolling. Sure. <laughs> but if it's not, it has to be brought up by user on point who says Mario Party 4 70, which already it's like, what game that's do you very like? Very specific. 
Mary Kate Nashley Sweet 16 License to Drive 49. First of all, I don't believe that Mary Kate Nashley License to Drive is at all comparable to Mario Party genre wise, but I'm not, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Jay, I played this on YouTube. No, you I, I swear to you, I did. Actually, a, I, now you say that, I remember I this. I did a yeah, Let's Play okay. this game. It is a Mario Party knockoff and it's terrible. Lord. Uh, I did it in retrospect on it. So it was so funny to see that. Their comment, I legit had more fun with Sweet 16 than any Mario Party game ever. Now, th- that might be trolling. Who knows? It's kind of hard to tell. This one we don't think is, and it's really confusing. That's why I like it. So remember, the thing was, the games have to be similar. similar. <laughs> From user Elandil, Elandil, whose picture, might I add, is Al Pacino. That is, that is just a headshot of Al Pacino. It's just a black and white photo of like current Al Pacino, yeah. not like Godfather no, Al Pacino. No, no. Red Dead Redemption 2, 97. Versus Subnautica, 87. What? Or even better, Soma, 84. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just plug the thing, the games you like. Like, Don't compare them to a game that is clearly way better. For my taste, swap them around. Easy. <laughs> but just... I love riding my horses through the wide open spaces of Soma. <laughs> Who compares a... <laughs> a sweeping exploration open world shooter to a horror game like what how do those even like Soma's- sub, what is it subnautica like I'm, I'm thinking of abzu that's the game mm. I'm thinking. what is subnautica subnautica is the you're underwater you can build a base it had to be water involved uh you it's kind of like an exploration but survival horror kind of game but there is a story uh, but it's not. You're similar strange. To Red Dead. You're a strange person. <laughs> so that was uh, that was this week's. And Red Dead is better than the games you like. Yeah, just like Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Red Dead is a way better '97 than, and I like Subnautica, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't hold a candle. <laughs> anyway, let's let's push aside the crazy folk yeah. over on Reset Era. <laughs> let's get into our topic of the day, which Tanner, we've got the. You know, I talked about the illustriousness of Coors Light, but sure. in reality, Coors is what you would call a good cheap beer. Yes. Right? Yeah. And what's something that people like to do with good cheap beer? They might decide, hey. Drink it. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's thing see? number one. Drink it. <laughs> Bing. That's number two. Number one <laughs> is play drinking games with oh, it. Oh, good point. Now, I have scoured the internet. Oh, I'm intrigued as to where this is going. And I have found some of the most interesting concepts for video game related drinking games oh and i'm gonna just just tell you about them yeah we're gonna discuss them yeah and we might pitch some revisions because some of them are certainly more original and intriguing than others i think i have six okay this is a cool topic and we're gonna start with every time i googled this and i googled this several times and scoured a few articles yeah this is by far the most popular Video, Video game, game drinking related game. drinking game. Can I have another beer, by the way? What? You certainly can. Thank you. Beerio cart. Ah, okay. So the funny thing is when I first was looking, I was like hoping that I would find some games where it's like, oh, when blah, blah, blah happens, you drink. Like, yeah. Because you know, that's, you can make a game, that into anything or out of anything. Yes. Yeah. Beerio cart. Players. Must finish an entire can of beer. Now, maybe the rules vary, but this is a specific iteration. Yeah. 
Players must finish an entire can of beer during a single Mario Kart race. Oh, my God. But the catch is, it is against the rules to drink and drive. <laughs> okay, I think I've heard of so this. So, that means that racers must stop their cars every time they want to drink. That's awesome. Like, that's awesome. That's that really a is. really like, fun That's rule. the... I have, like, no notes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you nailed it. Whoever made this, you nailed it. Because that's the perfect, like, wrinkle that is tied into the game itself. Yes. Like, it's a competitive aspect to drinking. Exactly. And Mario Kart's so fun anyway, and it's such a party-oriented game. Yeah. That I could absolutely, like, just picture a bunch of people just around there, like, with their Blue Mountain bottles and just being like, yeah. hey. Being like, yeah. Like, you're driving. Put it down. Yeah. Put it down. Like, yeah. that would be, like, yeah. a really funny... Like scenario, so like, but let's think about let's let's brainstorm. Yes, a lot of different things you could do in Mario Kart. A lot of power ups. I was thinking that sure. would be a good like, what's something like power up related that you can tie into drinking? You know, you Maybe could. Like, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, uh, you could. You could. This is interesting. If you're not, well, I guess you could do it with this roll too. But you set up shots beforehand. Oh Lord. That somehow include blue curacao. If okay. anyone uses or is hit by a <laughs> blue, blue shell, shell, you have to take the shot. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it shouldn't even just because blue curacao is like a relatively weak liqueur. Yeah, but, but like, you can always like color something else with right, it, mix it with vodka or something. Oh lord! So you said if you get hit with it, yes, or if you use, or it. if you use, or it. you could just do it if you use it. You have to then take the shot. So it's like a. Do I feel like taking the shot in order to use this blue shell? And there's the blue shells, red shells, and green shells. Yes. Those are the only shells. Yes. So, like, red... Okay, now we got to think about this. Green shell, you get, like, a green apple teeny shot like, or something. <laughs> you do uh, absinthe. <laughs> you do a shot of absinthe with the boys. Everyone just, like, gets, like, low-key, like, drunk high, like, playing <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart. Absinthe is fascinating. I've, seen, I've never tasted it. Me neither. I'm curious. Me too. Have you seen, like, the weird, like, rituals that they do, like, to... Or not, like, rituals, but, like, how absinthe is, like, prepared? No. They've got these weird, like... They're, like, decanters or, like, something where, like, you put your glass and then you put... There's, like, a little grate and you put a sugar cube on it. Okay. And then you, like, mix the, like, absinthe with, like, water, I guess, to dilute it a little bit. And then you just turn this little knob and it pours it over the sugar cube, which dissolves huh. into the rest of it. And I'm like, this is way too ornate. Just yes. put it, like, yeah. in a mixer. If you're trying to make it mixed, but I also can't... Like, I've heard absinthe just tastes weird. Like, I'm, yeah, and I, these I different have, flavors of it. I have no mental, like... No, me neither. ...taste image of what absinthe could taste like. I think I've heard some of them that are flavored like licorice. Mm. You like licorice? Yeah, it's okay. Like black licorice? It's fine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I heard some people hate yeah, it. Yeah, some people just abhor black licorice. Uh, I, I will say, I sent you a video of cocktails. Uh, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I, I sent you a video of a bunch of cocktail recipes because uh, I knew you'd appreciate it. But uh, the guy in that, for certain cocktails, he uses like an atomizer, like the spritzer bottles, with absinthe in it to give like an oh. absinthe coating to a glass. But that's it. He doesn't actually like pour absinthe yeah, in it. Just to give it the, like aroma. Yeah, I guess so. Well, there's our absinthe talk that you yeah. want from your gaming podcast. Anyway. The next game here. Now, I have not played Bomberman ever, really. Okay. But I'm familiar with Bomberman. Yeah. But this is Irish Car Bomberman. 
So wait, <laughs> this is one of those cases where the game definitely came about because someone thought exactly. Irish car bombs a drink, exactly. Bomberman's a game. Let's put those two things together. Exactly. And I think those are the best ones. Where like you can, like there were some was just like I was googling like you know video game drinking games, and yeah. someone would just be like Call of Duty. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> It's you like drink, drink every time you, you die. Like, drink while you play Call of Duty. Exactly. It's like, all right. Here's how you'll play Irish Car Bomber Man. Okay. <laughs> Matches can be anywhere from two to eight player bouts, where the standard rules of elimination in Bomberman still apply, with the exceptional caveats of drink distribution among certain conditions. This is far too legal sounding. Which I like. I like how granular it is. The winner of each match will be given the option to exempt themselves from any required drinking for that game while the losers will drink a number of Irish car bomb shots that's relative to their placement within the match Oh, standings. my God. <laughs> if you're playing with eight people and you get eight, do you have to take eight shots? I guess. Or maybe it's like half a shot per placement or well, something. Think, for example, if you play around between four people and you're the first one eliminated, you'll be pounding down four shots. If you're the second to get blasted, oh then you'll God. slam three, blah, 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 blah. Jesus, that sounds That's like... That's a recipe to die. Yeah, that sounds like hell. Uh, which I've never had an Irish car bomb. I don't even really know. I think I've had... Are those the ones you dunk in beer? That's It's a bomb yeah. shot. So I think it's... Is it it's Jaeger? Guinness, Guinness is the beer, okay. obviously, because yeah. it's Irish. Yeah. And I think it's like Bailey's mixed with uh, something okay. else. I, I could be wrong. A bomb. Maybe I'm just thinking of every Irish drink I could possibly think of. Just put them all together. So basically, you have to drink four whole beers and four well, shots. It's, it's like half a beer. Okay, fair. But you know? but still, I mean. It's much more reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this, you know, uh, I do not advise you to play this game in the rules that we just described. <laughs> you should also just give a blanket drink responsibly here. 100%. Um, I'm taking this from the internet. This is not from me. <laughs> And I, but also kudos to you, person who's decided Irish Car Bomber Man. Yeah, like that's a good name. That that was definitely they thought of the name first and built the game around it, and I respect yeah. it. I don't, but I have no notes because not because I don't think it's a good concept, because I don't really understand the gameplay of Bomberman. Bomberman plays like <laughs> Bomberman is basically a Mario Party mini game, but it's only one mini game, and you just play that's it over it. and over. Yeah, that's the way I would describe it. Yeah. So I know like, this yeah. is like a, it's like a rectangular map with like destructible things. You yes. Throw bombs. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? It's fun. Who's playing Bomberman these days? No one. Nobody. <laughs> no one's playing Bomberman. Another good name. Okay. Super Smashed Brothers. Nice. Very good. What you'll it says what you'll need is any beer of your choice and any copy. So it works with any of the varieties. So okay. you got melee and your GameCube laying around. You can play that if you got Ultimate. Whip it out. If you got the N64 version. Exactly. I mean, don't. With, with all eight characters. <laughs> yeah. Here's how you'll play. The guidelines are pretty simple. Players will set the number of stock for each fighter entering the match. Okay. Where the round will go on until all but one have depleted their inventory of lives within their stock. Each time a player... That pretty much just means go play until someone wins. Yeah. Play the games more and understand what you're writing about, people. <laughs> Each time a player is tossed out of the arena, here's the good wrinkle. They'll need to grab for their beer and chug it down as long as their character returns on the sanctuary pad. 
So you know how when you respawn, oh yeah, you drop. You're on the little thing. Yeah. So it's basically drink as long as you're on that thing. <laughs> that's pretty good. So I enjoy that. Yeah. At least that's something game specific. Right. Um. But now I'm trying to think, like. There's there has to be myriad opportunities. Oh, is that the stuff. only rule? The winner of the match will then have to add an extra life to their stock in the next round, which isn't exactly the edge you'd imagine when you consider that the factor of it potentially being an extra risk to chug their brains sure, out yeah. that the play, other players aren't burdened with. So, But then again, if you're winning, you're probably going to keep winning. Well, that's the way to even it out, I guess, a little bit, for sure. drinking's sake. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that was called the Sanctuary Pad. No, me neither. I had no clue. No, no, I would no. just call it the little platform, I guess. Um, L-I-L apostrophe. But... <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be more rules to smash than I mean, I guess it would be hard to implement a similar because this Birio cart rule is amazing. It is. It would be hard to implement that on smash, I guess, because if you stop playing and someone else is playing, it's just an auto elimination, basically. Um, it's it, that's a game that's hard to drink mid gameplay. Definitely. So right. I would imagine it has to be after the fact, like you could do like your KD and Kevin it, Durant. Yep, you're you're Kevin Durant, uh, the new Smash Bros. <clears throat> character. They got him. Uh, <laughs> we have everyone, including, including Kevin, Durant. Kevin Durant's like burner Twitter personality because that's <laughs> the closest you can get to him being like a virtual character. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I wonder if it's like you know if you have more kills than deaths, then you get to give a drink. If you have more deaths than kills, you have to take a drink, or you yeah. have to take amount of drinks that you're on. And maybe if you're playing one of the more modern iterations that has like the final smashes, mm. it's like if you get eliminated by the fi- if you get eliminated by a final smash, like you have to chug finish or your finish drink or something yeah. like that. And maybe there's like some character specific ones, like mm. you know, <laughs> for for every Falcon punch, you have to drink some punch. punch. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you like, make Falcon punch. This is another. Uh, this might be a later topic of like just game related drinks games, exactly yeah. to really live up to the overall themes of our podcast. What if what if we find a bunch of those and for like the 50th episode make them? Yeah. We just drink Falcon Punch. I'm sure there's some Hyrulean Zelda oh, thing. This is this is an idea. Yeah. I I'd, I'd break it out sooner than the 50th, but you know, <laughs> every 10 we try a new cocktail. <laughs> That's the, that's not a bad idea either. That's not. Just pick one specifically. Yeah. We'll be brainstorming about that. Next one. This was just, there was a Reddit thread of people trying to come up with fun uh-huh. ones. This is very simple. Okay. And you'll have more insight because I have played minimal of the series, but this game would be called Drink to the Past. Okay. Pick, I'm already sold. Pick a Zelda game. Yeah. Name yourself Drink. <laughs> This is great. And every time you see your name. That's so drink. good. That's so good. I love that so much. Uh, oh, man, that's really fun. I enjoy that a lot. It's so simple. But they they do say your name a lot. It's funny, too, because it's just it's not Link. It's Drink, yeah. which is great. Because, like, I've, I've noticed because most Zelda games do let you name yourself. And so I normally just name myself like Dorm or Drom. And it's kind of weird in Twilight Princess where... I've just, if for some reason, that dialogue felt like it's written more to say Link than any of the other games, or at yeah. least I'm just noticing it more. And so that's just one of those immediate things I thought of, like, gosh, they do say it a lot. And it would be interesting, I guess, those games are kind of slower paced, so I wonder if you, like, pass the controller and you have to try to get so far. Yeah. I think Link to the Past would be the <clears> best one, because I think it's the one 
if I had to take a guess, would be the easiest to beat in like a night. Right. Because it, it, that game, you could probably, if you knew what you were doing, you'd probably beat it in like eight hours. You think you could beat it after how many times you had seen your name? That's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Because like you have to talk to a lot of NPCs in most of those games. You would just be risking it every time you go talk to somebody. Like, don't say my name. <laughs> please don't just, say my just name. Just tell me what I'm doing. Say Zelda. Like, please. <laughs> yeah. I, again, no notes. Yeah. This is another so one, good. though, that's a great, a great name. Yes. Great concept. That, one, that one's amazing. Credit to whoever came up with that. The person, if you want to give super credit, well, first of all, this was six years ago. Shout out. Uh, but Right Cross 4 on Reddit. Hell yeah, Right Cross. You nailed it. That just made me think, though. How about Chris Weidman's leg? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I was, so I wasn't watching the fight, and then I was because I saw Twitter explode about Chris Weidman's yeah. leg, and I caught the replay. It's gnarly. Yeah. As someone who's like, fascinated by injuries i thought of you immediately of course and we've talked about this and we were there for the silva <laughs> well we've never talked about it on the podcast so go for it uh brief ufc aside Love if, it. if you want to skip ahead that's fine um so i used to be really into watching ufc i think a lot of people were when i was like in high school um it would just be a thing like me and the boys got together for and i think one of the first ufc pay-per-views you came to yeah, it was I think it uh, might have been the first. That's so funny. Was Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman and uh, the first time they fought. And Silva, notoriously, who was like the baddest man on the planet at the time, kicked Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman checked the kick, which basically just means you kind of prepare yourself to take it. And he checked the kick so well and so like spot on that Silva, and it, this is grotesque, so tune out if you get easily grossed out. Um, Silva kicked... Chris Weidman's prepared leg so hard that he broke his own leg. Anderson Silva broke his own leg kicking another guy's I'm leg. I'm to do a diagram with my arms. <laughs> yeah, if like, you're watching the video version, Jay is trying this to show. Is, this, picture this as being Anderson Silva's leg wrapping around Chris Weidman's leg. It was, It did wrap around in a... In <laughs> it was like, crazy. I Of all the moments in my life where I wish there had been a camera on me yeah. recording, this might be number one. There were four of us around the couch. Yes. I remember being like recoiling so hard that I went back over the couch. <laughs> we all, the funniest thing was we all had such different reactions. I remember mine. I basically went into the fetal position. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, we all screamed. Yeah. Uh, I think Andrew got up and ran around. I don't remember what Hank did, but like, it was just, it was amazing. Like it was terrible. It was awful. And like, but it was it, a moment in time. Yes. Weirdly enough, that same guy, Chris Weidman, who broke Anderson Silva's leg, by checking the kick, kind of. Uh, <laughs> last night, broke his own leg kicking a dude in almost the exact... It was the same leg. It was almost the exact same way. Yeah. And just... Uh, it's like one of the... It's one of those train wreck can't look away moments where, you, where you're morbidly fascinated, but it's also really gross. Um, but yeah, that fight card, at least the three fights that I, three fights that I watched, was awesome. I heard it was awesome because each of them had an ending. Like yeah. there, nothing went to decision of the last three fights, um, or I guess the last four fights. Anyway, that was wildly grotesque. Yeah. And, and the you, thing with the Weidman one was that because I I didn't watch the fights, but I saw the replay. Yeah, and it's like with the with the Silva kick, you saw his leg break on impact and wrap around Weidman's yeah. leg more or less. <laughs> Weidman's leg was pretty much, it broke on the kick, but you didn't really see it break as well. Until and then he tried he, to put weight on it. He tried to, you know, get back in a stance, and then his leg just completely crumbles underneath yeah. him. Yeah. Which was like, Ugh. Ugh. 
was so gross. <laughs> and just hearing the announcers react, it's like, like normally it's not like a somber like oh no, yeah. It's more of like a oh no, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like an excited oh no in a weird way. It's like oh my god, yeah. Good card uh, though. Good card. UFC fun sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> a very key element. Fun sometimes. <laughs> the next drinking game video drinking game thing. <laughs> Quip lashed. Oh, okay. So these games already conducive to drinking, by the way. Definitely the Jackbox game. Definitely. So. so it says you'll be playing Quip Lashed, and it sort of runs it down here. It says boot. This is a different website. This is from Vice. Okay. Booze requirements. It just says line up the shots. Uh oh. Rules very simple. If your answer is the lowest voted, you drink. If you're voted the lowest answer, you drink. So either whether it's like okay, so that's for like oh, the no, last no. round. Reset. Hang on. If your answer is the lowest voted, you drink. Or if you voted for the lowest answer, oh, you drink. Oh, I hate that. If everyone votes for the same answer and you get a quiplash, you all drink. That's awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> such a good wrinkle. Because then, because with the first two rules, I thought you're going to lean toward unanimous wins, which is a quiplash. If you don't know what Quiplash is, by the way, it's like a whose line is it anyway type game where, you know, they give you a prompt and then two people try to come up with something funny and the rest of the room votes for which one's funnier. So and you get a Quiplash the name of the game by winning unanimously. But this is saying if you win unanimously, everybody drinks. But if you vote for the less voted for or if you made the less voted for answer, you then drink. So it's going to be this weird, like, who do you think is going to win? But somebody has to play it. Oh, that's so good. There's a lot of dynamic in that. And Jackbox is just every single Jackbox game is just conducive to a party setting. Yeah, for sure. So whether you actually want to gamify it or not, like you can just have fun drinking, playing, hanging out. But to gamify it is smart. And I think there's not a, I mean, it's not like there's a ton of mechanics in like Quiplash. Sure. Like this might be about as deep as you can get with like yeah. if you're trying to turn it into a drinking game. Yeah. But just a good idea. I wonder if Jackbox games, if you were to somehow like quantify it, if those games are the games most played while under <laughs> the influence of alcohol. Like per capita. Per capita, yeah. Or per times played. They have to be up there, right? That's, Yeah. That's you're right. That's definitely up there. What's another game people drink and play? Like, I mean, we do it for Mario Party, but any like party scenario. Yeah, game. I'm I guess trying to think if there's like a game that's like a normal game that for whatever reason would skew in that way. Maybe Call of Duty, but I don't. I don't think so. I was just trying to think of something like super popular. Yeah, like Madden or something. GTA came to mind. Like, mm. as a, I don't know. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah, it would also it would all be multiplayer stuff. Yeah. I think. There you go. <laughs> see here the next one now this one just says guitar hero but you know not well done studybreaks.com got him to not call it guitar bureau nice very good but this is also one where like don't do this you're gonna die oh maybe because there is a little bit of a wrinkle okay but basically this is a very simple one their version of the game is just drink whenever you mess up playing guitar hero at any point yeah. That's no, that's no. But they're like, the wrinkle is choose your difficulty wisely. Oh, why wouldn't everyone just choose easy? I know. I guess, I guess the idea of a drinking game though is you do want to drink. Cause I mean, if I tried to play a song, on, I mean, I'm a good guitar hero player as has been semi well documented, yeah. but if I 
<laughs> not on this podcast, no. but just in life. But if I tried to play a relatively difficult song on expert and the rule was drink every time you mess up, Everybody I would, would be, be messed up after yeah. the first song. Yeah. How do you even document this? Like, do you tally it? And then the person has to take that many drinks afterward? Or is it the person not playing drinks? Oh, because then you could play with some really weird stuff. I think this one, as is the case with a lot of drinking games, overly ambitious, mm. not realistic. <laughs> Now you could say, I wonder if it's like any time, is there a thing in Guitar Hero that happens like once or twice per song? Star power? Star power. I was anytime thinking star power. Star power, you, you waterfall, like you chug until star power is over. Or everyone else chugs if yeah. you're using star power. That's not bad. That's not bad. I don't yeah. know. It's a tough one. It's a better because... Guitar Hero rule than every time you mess up. <laughs> that seemed like one of those cases where a group of friends or whatever really wanted to play guitar hero and they wanted an excuse to drink. And that was all they could think of was just what if every time we mess up, we drink. Well, it's like a lot of games are not conducive or doesn't don't have a lot of like unique mechanics that would sure. be well suited for a drinking game. And yeah. you, you just kind of have to work with what you got. If you're trying to make it into that, yeah. this might be a good example of that. Yeah. Um, and it talks about rock band too, but I'm like, I wonder if rock band would be any different in any way. Like, Oh, that one could be more interesting because there is a group dynamic. Yeah. So, like, anytime, if you're the person, uh, see, messing up is too simple again. I agree with that. But if you're, is there a group multiplier or no? Oh, well, there's a leaderboard at the end. If you're mm. the person with the lowest score at the end, then you that could be one. do a shot or something. You do a shot. You take a <laughs> shot. Because that would actually, I think your score is affected by the difficulty you choose. It is. So, that could actually motivate people to pick a higher difficulty That's in hopes that they could maybe get a higher score. Yeah, and in that case, I'd be playing expert every time. Yeah. Uh, you could do the similar thing with guitar hero where it's like, everybody plays the same song, but do you want to hear a song like four times in a row? I don't know, but depends on the song. That's true. What's the song you'd want to hear four times in a row. You quote John Mulaney and do a what's up pussycat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of guitar hero songs that I want to hear four times. Well, that makes me think of short songs. It's like, I definitely don't want to hear one by Metallica four <laughs> times in a row. I thought my first thought was less talk, more rock. Oh, simply because I love that song. It's a great song. And what, that's one of those songs that I didn't know before Guitar Hero that I definitely was it learned. Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Uh, Guitar Hero 3 DLC, I want to say. Guitar Hero really? 2. Really? I think so. Maybe it was Rock Band. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Surely that was. I mean, I feel like if it was on Guitar I think Hero it was 3, D I would remember it. I think it was DLC for one of the games. I don't yeah. know why I remember that. That was like one of my first instances with DLC. I'm going to look this up. What other uh, what other Guitar Hero songs would you want to hear? Oh, man. There's so many. I mean, pretty much half the songs on Guitar Hero 3, I still like marathon on a regular basis. Uh, the ones that are semi-unique to Guitar Hero 3, Miss Murder by AFI, mm. uh, Lay Down by Priestess. Oh, I don't know if I know that. I'm going, I'm going for the deep cuts. Yeah, here. you're going real, real um, deep. Those are probably the deepest cuts that I still love. Okay, so... Oh, Raging is the... Or Bulls on Parade. Oh, hell of yeah. Of course. Uh... <clears throat> So it wasn't DLC, but in a similar vein, it was a bonus song you could buy for $500 in Guitar Hero 2. Two? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised they got... That's a pretty uh, genre leap. I mean, what would you even call Less Talk More Rock? Like synth? Synth rock? Is it even rock? I wouldn't really call it rock. But at the beginning, like, holy moly. So good. So, like... Okay, so they had another song... In Guitar Hero freeze 1. Pop. Yeah, Freeze, freeze Pop. Freeze Pop in Guitar Hero 1? Freeze Pop is a Guitar Hero OG uh, called Get Ready to Rock. Rock with two Ks. Of course. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, let's let's talk more rock. What a what a banger. That's gonna be our joint recommendation for this week. Let's talk more rock. Just go listen to <laughs> Just it. Just go listen to Let's Talk More Rock. Great song. All right. Now the big one. The big one in the sense that it's everyone does it, but there's gotta be room for fun creativity that has not been explored. Okay. And that's any of the Souls games. Oh right. Okay. Funhouse has done this. A lot of let's play. It's a classic like let's play trope. Like every time yeah. you die in Dark Souls, you take a shot. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. If you're taking a shot, it's like have fun with your night. Yeah. You um, better be good at Dark Souls. But I'm trying to think if there's a good wrinkle that could be applied to like different like okay, so Dark Souls is different than Bloodborne, is different yeah. than Sekiro. They all have different things. Yeah. But like the Estes flask inherently a good you know drinking analog yeah, yeah for sure so it's like every time you drink from the estes flask you have to take a drink is a drink um with sekiro anytime you respawn oh and revive yourself yeah yeah it, or yeah revive one. uh I'm trying to think of bloodborne I mean, there's still the blood vials you can do the same thing with blood yeah. vials um anytime uh I was going to say anytime you modify your weapon and go from long to short, short to long, but I don't feel like I did that very much in my playthrough. What if Okay. you do the long to short thing, Yeah. but you, and it's like every time you die, you drink. But if you're in short weapon mode, you do like a normal drink. If you're in long weapon mode, oh, you, you take do a, a shot. shot. That's interesting. Did you use long weapon mode more? Never. No. <laughs> I almost never use the long weapon. I just picture the saw cleaver folded up. Yeah. And that's the, that's Me the too. way I, I picture it. I think it, it looks it. weird when it's not folded up. Yeah. I would occasionally do the like combo moves yeah, bump, where like, you bump, would do bump, it and it would bump. extend it. Yeah. And then I, but then I would immediately just like whip it back into short mode. Yeah. Bloodborne. Whip what it real game. good. What a game. What a video game. Uh, I will say that. Oh, one interesting thing for a Souls game was if you beat a boss. Everyone else has to take a shot. Oh, and that's you, pa- a good you one. pass the controller that's around. Um, yeah, to, to throw it back on the other people. Yeah. Or like every time you reach a new bonfire, it's mm, another good one. That's a good one. Or a lantern, whatever the analog is in whatever game. Yeah. Uh, Sekiro. What could be done with Sekiro? There's so much. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime there's just ridiculous dialogue, you have to take it just like the. What is the name? The guy yells falling off the bridge. Robert! Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he yell Robert? That's his son. Oh, okay. There's like a he whole doesn't sto- show up in the game. No, though. no, 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 no. There's uh, there's some weird apparently that dude is like semi based on like European colonial visitors to like feudal okay. era Japan. <laughs> okay. Because his armor is like a medieval like armor set and he's just there. He's like, Why is this dude in like Japan? Yeah. But apparently he's like and his son's name is Robert. Robert! <laughs> like, there's a lot of weirdness, but he's apparently, like, a real thing and, like, sort of has a backstory where, like, okay. he had a son that either died or something. Yeah. So you kick him off and you Robert! <laughs> well, I thought of that and then I thought of, like, my name is Oniwa, whatever uh, uh, he says. Yobu Masataka Oniwa. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's... I love that game so much. <laughs> my name! It's so good. Every time someone uh, mentions the rejuvenating waters... <laughs> You have to drink the rejuvenating waters, you know? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I will say, I have done a Mario Party one, which I think we've done together as well, which is if you are, depending on how many people you're playing with, like if you're playing with, which I guess most of the times you're playing Mario Party with four people, if you're first, you don't drink at all. If you're second, you take like 
half a shot or you don't drink. Third person takes half a shot and then fourth person takes a full shot. That's a very like on dice roll amounts. Is that what you mean? No, like on oh, at, at the, the end, end of a of mini game. game. Yeah, no, oh, at, at, at the end of a mini game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's like you don't have to do a shot. You could just do drinks, but it's it's a game to get very drunk very quickly if you want to do that. I mean, there's a lot of ways. I mean, you can. I mean, you know, you can do the shot every time you die in Dark Souls. If you're trying to get drunk, you're going to get drunk quickly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, That was all the ones that I listed. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's any other games that, like, lend themselves well to a drinking game format. Towerfall Ascension was the first thing that came to mind. It's a great multiplayer game. I'm just trying to think of things we play at parties. Yeah. And we we still pull out Towerfall from time to time. That game's great. It's so good. Which is also made by uh, the Celeste people to bring it back. Really? Yeah, same studio. Oh, I didn't um, know that. But I'm trying to think of how you would... I guess it would just be a leaderboard thing. You could assign certain drink amounts to the little, like... Because they give you little subtitles at the end of each game. You yeah. could do drinks to that. Or you could just do placement. Um, or if it goes into overtime, everybody drinks or something like that. There's a lot of fun rules you can make with Towerfall. Uh, if you do, like, a Tony Hawk, like, time trial... Oh. Like... You do like if you had four people and do because the standard is two minute time trials each. Yeah, like you know lowest high score. Sure. And then because that incentivizes like because Tony Hawk, you can get a surprisingly high score by not taking a lot of risks, mm. but just chaining like a combo. Yeah. It's very simple together. So like one person's strategy might be like I'm gonna go try to hit like a 900 like every 10 seconds. Yeah. But someone else's might be I'm just gonna grind this rail and hop off the wall and keep going. Yeah, just keep manually. Like and as long as you don't mess up. And I love games that like encourage that kind of precision. Yeah. Hmm. I love Tony Hawk. I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking. I'm very in PS2 era right now because we talked about Guitar Hero and Rock Band and Tony Hawk. I mean, there's so many retro games that lend themselves better to a party scenario. Maybe that's because people. If you're if you're going to a party type situation, yeah. Probably not everyone. So like us and the listeners of this is probably not as hardcore of a gamer. Probably as, doesn't have a PS5. Probably yeah. doesn't have whatever. Right. But they have a nostalgia attached to certain games from sure. 15 years ago. Well, and although it's coming back, like the idea of doing local co-op, which I'm wearing a local co-op shirt, but uh, the idea of doing local co-op was more integral to games before there was online. Yeah. So like PS2, PS1 era stuff, and even like SNES stuff would be really fun from a drinking perspective. I was thinking... Overcooked Ooh. could be a really fun one Ooh. where it's like if you lose an order to like the hazards of the stage you drink if you oh I would get so frustrated yeah that would that would be very it would be just a hot time to play Overcooked because everybody yeah. would be so on edge I'm gonna wait to talk about because I mean, we talked about Quiplash yeah but pretty much, like we said, every Jackbox game would lend itself well. Sure. But one of my, my recommendations this week is a Jackbox game. Oh. So it's going to be, why well, don't we just go ahead and get into it? Why I was going to say, do you want to get into it now? Might as well. Yeah. Because my recommendation is going to be Madverse City. Oh, hell yeah. I love Madverse City. It's so And good. it's maybe just because I've sort of gone on like a YouTube r- rabbit hole of like roasts recently. Okay. yeah. And like if you're playing Madverse City and you're not roasting people, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like. Don't try to... Don't go for the jugular. Right. Well, depends on who you're with. Exactly. Our group does. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we don't go for... Like, there. we could go harder. Sure. But then you're just being mean. Yeah, we're going for the... Inside joke that t- kind of touches a nerve. Right. 
and but the, we'll the other make friends are gonna pop. Yeah. You want your friend who you're not making fun of to run out of the room laughing. Yes, like that's your goal. Yeah. Um, and like we were sort of alluding to, like if there's a joke that you've been sitting on for months, yeah, and you whip it, that's the <laughs> perfect time to break it out. Yeah, and just totally like send the room into hysterics. Right. And that would be a good one, like you know, less voted person drinks or something sure. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I love that game, and it's I love so good. you know the rap battles and roasts and all that sort of thing is just my jam and my sense of humor. Yeah, so that is my recommendation and a good beer uh, or a drinking game idea. Yeah, kudos. I mean, kudos to Jackbox Games for not only making you don't know Jack, which is one of my favorite games from like the 360 that I had. Uh, I'll I'll always mention that because I feel like a Jackbox diehard because I was into them before they made Jackbox games. Um, I feel like a hipster. <laughs> But kudos to them for making so many new games that all are fun. Yeah. Like the amount of ideation on that team is incredible. Yeah. Like they could definitely, and they do do sequels, you know, they do Quiplash 2 or Fibbage 3 or whatever. But the fact that they keep trying new stuff and almost always is at least a little bit funny or a little bit fun or whatever is really impressive. And yeah. I just, I'm impressed by this. Because they lot. add like, you know, they make sequels to the games that are, hits yes. in the sense of sales yeah but they don't stop like trying new things sure and i imagine they're going to keep trying new things until the next one hits that they can make sequels out of right know? yeah so that's what you got to do like because there's a lot of those like madverse city is very similar to joke boat um, i've never actually played joke boat and i want to joke boat's fun it's kind of hit or miss because it gives you a first part it's like madverse city where it gives you the opening line or whatever so that you kind of have to adapt to sometimes but it has a lot of formula for success. That is the one thing with Madversity is like you really have to try to come up with something that like a word. Yeah. That you can seamlessly you know blend rhyme. into the next one. And sometimes it'll be like, you know, my rhymes are great. I'm like a and then you're like discus. I don't know. <laughs> like it'll it won't make sense in that first line, so you have to bring it in with the second line. Yeah. But I'm gonna hit you in your meniscus. Oh. It's the only thing I could think of that rhymes with discus. Discus. You give your recommendation. I'm trying to think of another word that rhymes with discus. <laughs> uh, I alluded to earlier, my recommendation is Cooks Are Delicious 3. Uh, I have not made this my my full recommendation before. Um, I've talked about this game, and I like this game, and full disclosure, the dev, I, I'm friends with a lot of the dev team, especially uh, the, the main developer, Chubbigans is his username on Twitch. Um, but it's a game that as we said earlier, it just fits in that podcast mold. I love it so much. Uh, one of the few games where I actually feel enticed to go for the high score, to go for the gold medal. Maybe it's just the completionist trophy aspect of it or whatever, but it's it's funny because I will sit there and we'll like, because if you mess up once, you have to restart your day. Yeah. And some of the days are long. They're like 200 orders to fill. And it's very easy to miss a button or especially when the orders get more complicated, like you have to put lettuce, bacon, and cheese, and you accidentally put a tomato on it, whatever. Um, like, that's really easy to do. But I will, I'm so invested in it that I'll just go like, fuck. And I'll just get like a little frustrated, and then I have to restart. Uh, Maybe actually think of a second game. I'm going to give two recommendations. Go for it. Uh, have you thought of your rhyme yet? <laughs> the funny thing is I'm basing it off of spelling. Okay. And the first thing that came to mind was Pisces, even though it doesn't rhyme. But I'm like, it's... <laughs> Like looks like it could discus and piscus. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, my my second recommend is a game called Blood Roots. Um, I've heard of this. What is it? So it is 
stylistically visually looks like Samurai Jack. Awesome. Uh, it is about this samurai guy who. Hold on. <laughs> the video of the little like warthog guy in the tank. It's like Samurai Jack? That talks like Ed Orgeron, head coach of the LSU <laughs> Tigers football team. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen this Side video note. in a long time. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Samurai Jack. It plays like Hotline Miami. Um, so right up my alley, obviously. But it's uh, it's by a small indie studio. The reason you probably heard of it is because uh, Greg Miller's partner Jen uh-huh. Pop Agenda, her company, is oh, the one that published okay. it. Um, but they talked about it on the podcast a long time ago, and it's one of those games that I think I I didn't get the platinum for, but I got deep into the trophy hunting. Um, but it's very similar to Hotline Miami. It plays really well. The ridiculous amount of like random weapons you can pull in are really fun. Uh, cause like, it's one of those games where you can pick up a piece of wood and kill somebody with it, yeah. or you can find like a bowling ball and kill somebody. Like it's kind of ridiculous, but visually it looks really cool. Plays really well. Uh, yeah. Check that game out. If you, if you haven't heard of it, Tanner, I can't come up with anything that rhymes with discus. That's okay. It's hard. There's not, it's not like a single word. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, something, something, something discus. And it's like, like a bunch of, uh, hang on. I, I don't even want to say what I just thought of. It kind of got weird. All right. It's kind of like a bunch of masochistic eggs. I wish you would whisk us. <laughs> the phrase masochistic egg is pretty good. <laughs> uh, That's deep in the rhyme vault for me right biscuits? there. You couldn't go biscuits. biscuits. We, we brought talked about, about biscuits. <laughs> I thought you were, gonna, and you were talking Dang about it. whisking eggs. Dang it. Biscuits. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> well, I love biscuits, man. Yeah, they're so good. If you don't put sausage and something sweet on your biscuits, reassess your life. I mean, or just the sweet thing. If you want like a little. No, either go just sweet. Yes. Or savory sweet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and with that. That's it for this week. Tanner, by next week, we're going to be about a month away from the heat of E3 season. Oh, hell yeah. And so sometime soon, we'll probably we'll allude to it whenever we're going to do it. But we're prepping. I'm sure we've both been at least tacitly or unconsciously brainstorming our E3 predictions. Yeah. Uh, it comes to mind periodically, and it's it's that time of year. Can't wait. Hell Hopefully yeah. it's good. Screw COVID. I hope it's a it thing. Yeah. I hope, yeah. <laughs> I hope, well, at this point, we don't know what PlayStation plans to do for sure. that season. Uh, and a couple other folks. So hopefully it still all comes together into a relatively cohesive E3 weekend. Yeah. But we shall see. You're going to get our predictions regardless. Hell yeah. But until then or whatever the heck we do next, we're going to tap out.